At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. This episode of Burnt Toast is brought to you by Jet.com, a shopping site that makes it easy to save money on the things you're buying anyway, like groceries and home essentials. For 20% off your first two fresh orders, visit Jet.com and enter the code BURNTTOAST at checkout. Over, and this is Food 52's Burnt Toast. Whether or not you watched when the first run of Twin Peaks aired on national TV in 1990, you're probably familiar with its world. Twin Peaks is a Paragon David Lynch crime drama. It's dark, it's creepy, it's incredibly twisted, and it's also silly in a way that makes you double take during almost every scene. If you've watched, you know FBI Special Agent Dale Cooper. He's played by Kyle MacLachlan, who, in the show, is sent to the fictional town of Twin Peaks to investigate the murder of a local high school student, Laura Palmer. Agent Cooper is the center of the show. He's a quirky guy and a brilliant investigator, and he loves a diner slice of cherry pie and a good cup of black coffee. So much so that those have become the unofficial foods of Twin Peaks. So naturally, that's what we asked him to make when he swung by the Food 52 offices in honor of the show's reboot. And not that we doubted him, but he was remarkably adept at rolling out pie dough. Hey guys, I'm Aaron McDowell, and I'm here in the test kitchen with the amazing actor Kyle McLaughlin, who's joining us today. We're going to make some pie together, uh, cherry pie. Why did you choose cherry pie? I don't know why you would do that. I mean, you know, I, we, we have coffee, so we have fuel for our pie-making process. Mm. Nice. All right, can we give it a try? Yep. Okay. I'm ready if you are. I'm ready. Going in. Mmm. So Damn <laughs> My life slash week slash month is complete. While he was here, we stole a few minutes to ask him about Twin Peaks and food and his own life in the food industry as a winemaker. Just a heads up, if you hear a fork clinking in the background here or there, that's because we weren't in our studio like we normally are. We were in our office eating pie. So it's kind of funny, actually, when we when we heard that you were coming through, we were super excited. We were like, we have to make cherry pie with Kyle. It's a no brainer. But it occurs to me now, like that could mean absolutely nothing to you at all. Um, of all <laughs> the food references in Twin Peaks, do you have a favorite? Is there one that you more gravitate more toward? Well, I think I think cherry pie is um, is a good one. You know, I think that was actually the best choice to, to have made. It's hard to make donuts. 
to make it interesting. Cherry pie <laughs> at least has a process, so that's good. Um, and there's no hot oil to get, you know, sort of involved with, which is nice too. Um, and it's a lot more interesting than grinding up coffee. So, um, no, I think that cherry pie was a, was a perfect choice. It is a lot more interesting than grinding up coffee. <laughs> that one made for a really short video. <laughs> <laughs> Very short. The cherry pie is recurring. It's usually slung alongside coffee at the Twin Peaks Institution Double R Diner. After just a few episodes, you know that diner inside and out. You know the pie, and you know the damn fine coffee. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. I've had, I can't tell you how many cups of coffee in my life, and this, this is one of the best. There's coffee, there's cherry pie, there are piles and piles of donuts. What is it like to act alongside food when it's a character in your show? <laughs> it's really hard because food <laughs> upstages everybody all the time. Um, you know, food, food can be tricky only because um, obviously you're looking for continuity. So if you take a bite of something at a certain point, you're going to have to repeat that action in a different size of lens and a different point of view of the camera. So you have to go in thinking ahead of time, kind of where you might want to accent something with a bite or whatever. A lot of times if the food is, um, in our, you know, 12, although they do a real good job of keeping it, you know, fresh, you end up pushing the food around on the plate. I'm a big believer in like just taking and jumping in and taking a big bite because I think it's sort of, natural and also more fun to act around food and use it as a tool. Uh, how would you describe uh, Agent Cooper's attitude toward food in Twin Peaks? Oh, we have very strong opinions about food and particularly, obviously, coffee, donuts, cherry pie, um, pancakes, maple syrup, ham, those kind of things. Um, I always thought he was, um, it was really just a, about the experience of food with him. And I think in Twin Peaks, food serves also as a metaphor. So if there is something, let's say, rotten in the state of Denmark, to use a, a Hamlet quote, mm -hmm. uh, for instance, fish in the percolator, it means that something is amiss and not right. And when the world is all good and everything is fine, then the food echoes that. And I think that's what Cooper would sort of, what he would bring to his his experience with food. Yeah. Um, also just a pure, absolute focused joy. Yeah. Uh, about the experience. And he was, he, he would enjoy the food on a number of different levels, how it looked, how it smelled, how it tasted, all those things. The fish Kyle's talking about is from a scene in the very first episode of the original series. Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish. In the percolator. Sorry. So David Lynch once said that you should keep your, when you're watching Twin Peaks, you should keep your eyes on the donuts uh, because they're a moment for a sort of levity uh, in the midst of a bunch of uneasiness. And I'm yeah. curious if you were given a directive like that when you were working on this, the first seasons. Um, not a directive as such, but I did recognize when David would want um to infuse the scene with a little lightheartedness or spontaneity or unex something unexpected. For instance, when I tweak Michael Onkin's nose in the first yes. series, um, <laughs> it just was something that he just suggested I give it a try in this moment. And so I just did it. And it's exactly that. It's something that sort of jerks you out of something that might be a little more serious, maybe, and just reminds you that it's not, not all bad. I love it. it. It sort of, it makes you do a double take. Like any, anytime there's a donut, there's almost usually a pile of donuts and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Huh? 
Yeah, double stacked. Yeah. It was like the thing with the, with the llama when it came through. Yeah. Um, that was just supposed to cross through the frame, and that was going to be the, the humor <laughs> of it. And then, well, for whatever reason, the llama decided to stop and look me straight in, in the face until <laughs> yeah. I looked back at it. And then... Um, continued on out and we held the scene, but that was not supposed to happen. So yeah. that was what David likes to call happy accidents. And yeah. he likes to incorporate those as much as possible. So good. Thanks. Um, I can't not bring up, um, agent Cooper's quote about giving yourself a gift every day. Mm. I know it's your character's line, but is that something that you also sort of believe in? Um, you know, I, I, I believe in it. I don't always do it. Um, but I am pretty good about taking a moment in the day just for me. You know, it's one of those things, whether I'm, um, you know, working away on something and I have a few minutes to either work in the kitchen, perhaps make something, um, or just sit down and play, um, a quick game of, um, Sudoku, you know, for yeah. fun, you know, yeah. that's a kind of a presence just to take my mind off something. So yeah, I do, I do believe, I believe in that, but, um, I'm, I don't, you know, plan it out. Well, that's what he says. Don't yeah, plan it. Just let, let it happen. happen. Exactly right. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beat in cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor, distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hard-working hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. Every day... Once a day, give yourself a present. Don't plan it, don't wait for it, just let it happen. It could be a new shirt at the men's store, a cat nap in your office chair, or two cups of good, hot, black coffee. We'll be back after the break. We're brought to you today by Jet.com, a shopping site that makes it easy to save money on the things that you're picking up anyway. What I love about it is that you can get your groceries at the same time as your toothpaste, at the same time as your Ziploc bags, at the same time as your cereal. They really do have everything. The other week I shopped for dinner and browsed through their selection of produce and dairy while I stocked up on some very fancy shampoo I've been meaning to try. Because priorities. All you do is pick out your groceries from their huge assortment of fresh produce and staples. They also have a ton of organic, gluten-free, kosher, and vegan choices, and then they get delivered right to your door. Mine arrives safe and sound just two days later. And you don't need to schedule a delivery time and wait around for it. Jet.com uses packaging that keeps everything fresh and cold until you get home. For 20% off your first two fresh orders over $35 with a maximum discount of $30, visit Jet.com and enter the code BURNTTOAST at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. See Jet.com for details. I tend to be a... Um, uh, I was thinking about this the other day as I was having my lunch. I, for lunch, I like to sit with like a cutting board and have like a little bit of cheese, some olives, maybe some cherry tomatoes. There might be a cucumber in Very there. Very civilized. What's that? Very civilized. Very civilized. Yeah, but it's kind of like uh, what we call the, I guess, in the lines of like a plowman's lunch mm -hmm. in English terms. So you'd have like a little bit of cheese, you'd have like a little bit of protein and all this kind of stuff. And you sort of make it as you go. So I like the idea of combining stuff. And I think it's probably why... I also enjoy the winemaking that I do in Eastern Washington because it's about combining the different varietals to make something, hopefully, you know, better. Um, but I'm a combiner.
moving away from the fictional town of Twin Peaks for a second. Fictional? You... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I wish. I wish not. Um, so how did you get into making wine? Uh, I started uh, in 2005. And before, I've always enjoyed wine ever since I wasn't supposed to. So, um, <laughs> I, But in 2005 uh, was my first vintage. And I'd met a fellow named Eric Dunham, uh, who lived in Walla Walla and had a winery down there, Dunham Cellars. And uh, he and I hit it off. And I mentioned to him one day that I was kind of interested in doing this. And he said, well, let's do it together. And I said, great. So it really started as casual as that and it was just going to be a hobby and I made 300 cases and enjoyed the experience and so cut to 12 years later I now have three wines that I make a Cab, a Syrah and a Rosé which I started last year which is a lot of fun and uh, it's becoming like a legitimate summer business summer water <laughs> I've never heard it described like that that's great oh really summer water that's it's perfect a, yeah that's I can't great. I can't claim it but yeah. summer water that gets you a little buzz yes even, exactly. even better um, yeah so that's how it all started so Kyle's wine pursued by bear is made in Walla Walla Washington not far from where Twin Peaks was set but also just a few hours from where Kyle grew up when I started it, um, my dad was still alive, and it was uh, an opportunity to go back to visit him because I was finding I wasn't getting home that much. Yakima isn't necessarily e easy to get to between Los Angeles and New York right? but most of my time. So <laughs> not on the way. Not on the way. So I would be home with him, and we'd get together, and we would drive down and do this thing together. I think probably I'm like a son with most fathers is you've got to be doing something together to have a conversation or to spend time with each not other. Not just sitting around and sitting. Yeah, it's not a, it's not like pouring a cup of coffee and sitting down and talking with each other. We don't do that. Yes. But we can be talking in the garden. We can be playing golf together. We can go on a little wine trip, you know, right. it's uh we're better facing out than facing each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Know, yeah, I know that very well. Okay. Can you explain the, the name? To us? Pursued by Bear. Well, Pursued by Bear is perhaps the most famous or recognized stage direction in all of Shakespeare's plays, maybe all plays ever. Um, and the full stage direction is Exit Pursued by a Bear. And Antigonus <laughs> is chased off the stage and actually partially consumed. Um, not so much that they don't recognize who it is, so that's sort of gruesome. Um, so the bear must have started at the bottom and worked its way up. Anyway, um, and it's just, um, it just struck me as something that would be sort of appropriate in a way. You know, it's, uh, it's slightly audacious, the idea of a bear running across stage chasing an actor, certainly back in that time. And I thought, well, that's kind of like the idea of me making wine, isn't it? So I thought, well, <laughs> it sort of harkens back to my stage roots a little bit and also is a little bit unexpected. And I thought, no, we'll see. And and the last and most important thing was it was available as a trademark. Yes, so that's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Other things I tried. Let us not forget. Let us not forget. Yeah. And in a way, it kind of makes sense that Kyle ended up making wine in the Pacific Northwest. I lived in, um, grew up in Yakima, which is right on the eastern side of Washington, where there's just a tremendous amount of uh, fruit and vegetable production there. And so we would have fresh fruits and vegetables all summer long. And I had my favorites. Um, we would, um, my dad had a garden in the back and he would grow zucchinis, um, shell peas, raspberries, carrots, he, everything. And so we would just pull this stuff out of the garden. And so it was super fresh. So yeah. you, that's what I grew up with. And yeah, it's one of those things where you don't, really understand or, or have gratitude until you leave it. Exactly. So, um, but I love going back home and, and we would go down to the farm stands, um, in the lower Valley and which he, what well, he loved to do that. And we just, you know, buy a bunch of stuff. I remember even going to the cannery when I was real little and we would can peaches and pears and cherries, uh, with my mom and my grandmother. 
I heard whispers of an apple pie over there. Yeah, my dad makes that. He would make yeah. an apple pie. He was really, he made tremendous apple pie. So um, that's what I remember. So that's probably my favorite. Yeah. That's an homage to my dad. <laughs> sure. Um, but cherry pie was good. This was very good, actually. Um, the Cooking the cherries um, yeah. uh, was a stroke of genius. If you want to get a hold of the cherry pie recipe we made with Kyle that day, the recipe with not one but two strokes of genius, head to food52.com. We'll also post it in the show notes. And you can see Kyle in the new reboot of Twin Peaks. It's on Showtime at 9 p.m. on Sunday nights. This episode of Burnt Toast was produced by Gabrielle Lewis and me, Kenzie Wilbur. Thanks also to Amanda Hesser and Meryl Stubbs, the founders of Food52, and to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Our ad and theme music is by Joshua Rule Dobson, and all other music is by Blue Dot Sessions and Signal Sounds NYC. Our logo is designed by Abby Lossing. Please let us know what you think of the show. You can leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Or you can get in touch. Email us anytime at burnttoast at food52.com. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. This episode of Burnt Toast is brought to you by Jet.com, a shopping site that makes it easy to save money on the things you're buying anyway. Producer Gabrielle Lewis, what's in your Jet.com cart right now? I'm getting ready to host a brunch, so I've got some yogurt, Mm -hmm. some orange juice, smoked salmon. Mm -hmm. Can I come to the brunch? We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) There are no membership or annual fees. You just head to the site and start adding to your cart. For 20% off your first two fresh orders, visit Jet.com and enter the code BURNTTOAST at checkout.